This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I am your host. Happy Monday, everybody. Off to a brand new week. Michael Stickler joining us uh, right at the top there. Yes, I know normally we do a little things a little differently here on Mondays, but we, this was our opportunity to talk to Michael. He is a co-founder of Leadership Books. We've had him on before. Michael, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, John. How about you? Doing great. Appreciate you joining us and um, you know making time for us today. This was an, abs- an, an actual, not that every topic I'm, you know, not, you know, I'm always interested in the topics is what I should say. But this one in particular, Cliven Bundy, who you, I guess the way I've read it, he told his story to you. And then you went ahead and put that pen to paper and made it happen. And it's a very interesting story. I've always wondered what, you know, his side of the story is. And question I have for you is, are we going to know that in the book now? Absolutely. Uh, you may not agree with his, his position, but you're going to find out. In a well-researched 400-page book, you're going to find out um, what actually happened to Clive and Bundy, what the government uh, had uh, accused him of, what actually the evidence showed, why the judge uh, dismissed the case, the criminal case, against uh, 18 of the 19 of the defendants, why the Ninth Circuit um, supported that dismissal, and set Clive and Bundy and the Bundy 19 free. And it's as and refresh my memory, Michael. I I should have looked this up, but how many years ago did that happen? So this goes back actually quite a ways back. Cliven started um, having troubles with the government as far back as 1992. But when the the standoff, which he calls the the protest, um, happened, it was in 2014. Okay. He actually was arrested in 2016 and was held for 400, over 400 days in federal prison um, until he got to his trial. And in the, in the trial, I was there for the trial and the trial was supposed to last two years and it only lasted 14 trial days. It was about two months long, but 14 days in front of the jury before the judge, before the judge threw up her hands and said, um, what we're doing to this guy is wrong. And it's wrong in 16 different ways. Wow. It's wrong. Wow. And then just, and then dismiss the case. What, what the public thinks happened to Clive and Bundy, what the media has said about Clive and Bundy is, is, has very small truth to what actually happened to Clive and Bundy. And, and I'm going to, I'll be honest. I, I was right along with everybody else. I completely doubted him. I wasn't, I thought maybe he was a, a wackadoo, you know, 
I thought I thought lots of things about him, and mm-hmm. then when I really dug into the things that he said, I was astounded. And, and what I can remember, you know, personally speaking, Michael, and again, I don't know his whole story other than what I had read back then. And again, given what I do daily, you try to read as many things from the non-mainstream media sources as possible. Also being careful where those sources are at, as you know what I mean by that. And I guess where I have always kind of been, and, and I know you guys are sending me a book. I can't wait to read it, to be honest with you, because I do want to hear his whole side. I always felt like... Is he, you know, a thousand percent innocent? Well, is anyone? I mean, that's probably the first thing that always kind of comes into into play is, you know, is there any such thing as a, you know, innocent, sinless person? The answer is probably no. Although, did he do the things uh, that, you know, necessary that would have created this whole atmosphere with the government that really he was blamed for? And I always thought all along that, no, in fact, I always felt like we as taxpayers spent a wad of money on something we shouldn't have in the first place. Yeah, just on the money, they, the budget for um, rounding up his cattle was roughly $4 million. They, they paid cowboys $997,000 to round up his cattle. They, they had um, an army of 200 federal and, um, it turns out, more than federal agents. They even brought in the L.A. SWAT team. They uh, they spent they had a budget of a hundred million dollars for his trials for all the trials, huh. um, and and we wasted all of that money on a guy who who quite frankly um, just stood his ground. He said, "Look, I have rights here, and I am not going to be pushed over and pushed away because the federal government wants a land that I have a grandfathered right to graze my cattle. Yeah, I was going to say, really, what it all boiled down to is the fact that he was grazing cattle in a place that the feds basically said, you can't do this. He felt like, yes, I can, and he was standing his ground. Am I summing it up correctly? Pretty closely. He's actually been grazing his cattle there. His family has been grazing cattle there on that same area of land, which is roughly 600,000 acres south of Mesquite, Nevada, for 157 years. Okay. So it didn't, didn't, didn't come hard. about some five, ten years earlier. They'd been doing that for generations, plural. Uh, generations upon generations. And so he was actually grandfathered in, even before the Bureau of Land Management even existed, he was grandfathered in to graze his cattle there. And um, he fought with them. Uh, he basically, like he does now, he had an arrangement where um, prior to them coming and gathering his cattle, he had an arrangement with the local sheriff, who's out of Las Vegas, Nevada, that any time the Bureau of Land Management made a, um, an approach to him, he was to call a sheriff's deputy, and the, and the deputy and, and uh, the Bureau of Land Management agent and Clive and Bundy would all talk about it. Hmm. And that was their... That was how it was for forty years. So, uh, so what? Then, so, Michael, what changed that? What happened? Excellent question, and I took a lot of research into why. So, what happened was is that if you remember during the Barack Obama administration, they uh, had a big push for uh, renewable energy, and in Southern Nevada, they were building solar panel farms, hundreds of thousands, well, really tens of thousands of acres of solar panel farms throughout southern Nevada. Well, the difficulty is, is that the desert tortoise that lives in that area is under uh, protection. And so in order to take the land for commercial purposes, 
they had to designate land somewhere else for the tortoises in perpetuity. They call it mitigation. Uh-huh. And so they decided, here's this old cowboy out here. Mm. Nobody cares about him. Uh-huh. He doesn't have any money. So we're going to just push him over and we're going to designate his land for the tortoises so that we can build all these solar panel farms. Uh, okay. And, and he, he said, no. You're not going to do that to me. And it, it, it really started out very small. It was just the neighbors. When he had his protest, maybe 50 people showed up for the lunch hour, you know, uh, for the lunch hour or something. And it wasn't until the, um, the federal agency started escalating it did it turn into what it was. And, and uh, it, it's just, it's really quite amazing, um, all of the different turns and twists that happened in all of this. Uh, as the full weight of the government came down on a man who only owns 160 acres and has been out there since the 1940s um, raising cattle and, and growing uh, melons. That's hmm. what he does. Amazing. Um, where does, I mean, again, I don't want to give all the book away, but I want folks to you know go buy it and read it as well. And by the way, Leadership Books uh, is the is one of the places to go and actually buy the book. And again, Michael is co-founder there, and we interview a lot of, all of you listening, a lot of the authors and folks of late, especially that you've heard us interviewing, come from Leadership Books. So again, Michael, appreciate all that you're doing along those lines as well. But when it comes to Cliven, I mean, how did this end? After the trial, it's dismissed. What's he doing now? You know, what's, what's, what's life for Cliven like now? So it's funny, I had a, somebody uh, asked to interview him the other day, and you know, Cliven doesn't want to be interviewed. He doesn't want the limelight. That he says, look, all I want to do is farm and ranch and, and, uh, and play with my grandbabies, which I think the last county has like 64 grandchildren. And, and uh, he says, you know, if the government came to me, they came to my doorstep. I, I didn't want the limelight. I didn't want all of these things. And so what Cliven's doing now is he's, he's growing melons. He, he raises a very interesting and tasty uh, hybrid melon out there in the southern desert. He, the cattle are still on the same land okay. that they were, they were released to in 2014, back when this all happened. And uh, he's just living a quiet life with he and Carol and, and uh, his, you know, seeing his grandkids and working hard farming and ranching because that's all he's ever wanted to do his whole life. Interesting. So, and again, this I, I think this kind of goes without saying. The problem with these situations, and it's, a, it's why I appreciate you in, in writing the book and really you know giving his side of the story, because really what I see happening in a lot of these situations is Cliven gets a lot of quote-unquote bad press. He's sort of painted out to be this lunatic in all of the mainstream media. That's what everybody then starts to think that, well, this guy just went off. You know, he, he didn't like being... You know, he didn't like this. He didn't like that. And the fact that, you know, we're, we as taxpayers own the land anyways, he's taking advantage of that, blah, 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 blah. That's what people kind of start to think, Michael. So in a way, people kind of side with the government over him, even though none of what I just said is true. That's what gets painted in the media. And no matter how it ends, unless somebody like you writes the story, the, the whole world thinks Cliven's a bad guy. It's really true. And the guy's just a simple rancher. I, I mean... Uh, I felt that same way. I mean, I really did. I understand how people come to that conclusion, but until you dig a little deeper and find out the details. And and you know what? He, he wasn't perfect in all of this. There's no script to these things. Right. And I addressed him. I mean, he made some unfortunate comments. I addressed him in the book. I asked his 
questions and reasonings of, of why that was said. I, uh, I, I exhausted it, and, and he made, you know, at times he made big claims that I, I thought to myself, that can't be true. And then when I went and looked into it, it turned out that everything he said was true and wow. much, much more. Wow, wow. Um, well, and, yeah, and we again, I'll be the first to say that just because somebody, how do I want to say this, Michael? Just because somebody says something that may not be correct in the eyes of most, in fact, probably aren't correct in, in, the, in light of certain things that get said at times, it doesn't take away from the, you know, the original sides of things, if you would. In other words, you know, he's, he's been on this land some 160 years. He, in my opinion, had the right to continue to be there. And then all of a sudden the Fed comes along and decides they want to change the rules, which, by the way, that's typically what the Fed does. And so I, that's why, I, no offense, I'm always typically on the owner side versus the Fed side because I just know how these guys play. They don't play by the rules much to the um, – probably the surprise of a lot of folks, not my listeners, but other listeners, you know, other folks out there probably think the Fed is always correct. And usually, Michael, it's the other way around. We continue to see that over and over again. And what I'm trying to get at is just because somebody does something that we all may not agree with doesn't take away from what happened in the beginning and what got him there in the first place. Because had all that not happened, none of the rest of it would matter anyways. Yeah, and, and people don't, as an example, he has been, um, you know, positioned as an armed terrorist. And they all, and the federal government, the prosecutors kept pointing to these threat assessments that were done by various agencies in the federal government, but they would never produce them. And then only after the judge pressured them to produce them, it turned out that these threat assessments all said that they were no threat, that none of the Bundys were any threat. They said if you push them hard enough, one of the younger Bundy sons might punch you, but otherwise, and that you know, that well, and, and I just remember even you know, watching some of the footage that was on television back in the day and different things along those lines. And, and I will say that honestly, this was this was a lot like, and I don't want to I don't want to say it's exactly the same because again, they were not one and the same. But what what happened with Koresh in, in a lot of ways, you know, isn't much different when it came to the mistakes that were made by the Fed. I mean, they push, 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 push push and then wonder why things escalate the way they do. If the feds handled things differently, maybe they wouldn't get to that point in the first place. You know, and you're absolutely right. And what saved the day in, in the wash that day in Southern Nevada was the, the undersheriff of, yep. um, of Las Vegas, okay, the Las Vegas County Sheriffs came out and literally, literally stood in between the federal agents and the I remember that protesters. Yep, and 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 basically um, protected them with their bodies from being shot and made the feds um, retreat. Well, and I'll tell you what, Michael, and and not that I'm. I mean, I've been on air for quite some time, but I will tell you, and and I've you know you you know certain things, but you have to be reminded of them from time to time. And we all know, I talk about it on my program a lot, that sheriffs are elected for a reason because they are, in actuality, the governing body, you know, legally speaking, you know, they are the law of that particular county, if you would. And that, you know, that, that particular moment in time for me was a really fresh reminder that, yeah, this is what sheriffs are supposed to do. A good sheriff acting on behalf of his citizenry or her citizenry will do exactly what those guys did there because the feds are not, are not the law of the land. The sheriff is. Right. That's exactly right. And the sheriff did 
not a perfect job in this case, but a, a, a great job that saved, in my view, mm. saved many lives. You know, yeah, and you know, to your, to your point, had some of that happened in the other situation I just mentioned, it may have turned out differently as well. That's right. That's right. In the, at the very end, um, Sheriff Gillespie, I believe it was, is one of him or, or uh, his under sheriff said, this was so dangerous that if a simple backfire on the highway above had yeah. happened, yeah. Pe- people would have died. And, and that's frightening. It is. It is. Michael, I, again, I appreciate it. I, I know you had to joggle things around today to actually, you know, be with us today. I appreciate that very much. Leadershipbooks.com, folks, is the place to go get this book. I, you know, I never mentioned the title of the book. I should have done that. Michael, I'll let you do that. It's Clive and Bundy, American Patriot. Clive and Bundy, American Patriot. And actually, the easiest way to find it is to go to cliveandbundy.net. Cliveandbundy.net still lands on the Leadership Books page. Okay. So they'll take you directly uh, to getting this book. I'm adding that to my notes as we speak, so our producer, Ann, can get that up on our website later tonight to make that even easier for our folks as well. Michael, again, I appreciate it very much. A great job, and I uh, look forward to the book showing up in my mailbox, and I will read it. And I appreciate it very much, sir. Thank you so much, and God bless. You betcha, Michael. Have a great evening, and folks, that is the real story of what happened with Clive and Bundy. And I know we talked about some of that even back when that was going on, uh, I wasn't. I hadn't been on air a long time when that was going on at the time, but uh, I do remember bits and pieces of that, and I'm sure reading the book will even bring more of that up. And if anything, it's a reminder today of really where are we when it comes to our rights and the infringement upon them. And I think uh, Clive and Bundy can can really attest to what I just said a moment ago. I'll have the question of the day here in just one minute. Again, I had to kind of change things up today for Monday, uh, given what we just had to do there with Michael. That was the only time I had for him the entire week, and I wanted to get that in and talk about the book. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith, he wants to help you with your retirement planning. He's got a really great seminar coming up. He'll buy you dinner. It's at Ruth Chris, the 26th of this month, Tuesday night, 6.30 to 8 p.m. It's 303-744-1128 is where you go to register or find him at klzradio.com. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, you've known Dave as Roof Max of Aurora, but it's Roof Savers of Colorado now. Why? Because Dave wants to save every roof, not just asphalt shingle roofs, and he's got the ability to do so. So whether you've got a tin roof, whether you've got a tile roof, asphalt shingle, commercial roof, flat roof, whatever, Dave can help you with any or all of those needs, including roof replacement if it comes to that. 303-710-6916. Find him at RushToReason.com. Rejuvenation protects your roof from Colorado's weather where a replacement 
doesn't. The snow is all melted and the high winds are dying down and it finally feels like summer. With the snow gone, you can see damage on your neighbor's roof from fallen branches and other damage from intense wind. Thank God you got roof rejuvenation with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Luckily, you got your roof rejuvenated at a fraction of the cost of a full replacement. It gave you a 33% increase in hail protection and reactivated your seal strips so your shingles stayed on even in high wins. Your RoofMax rejuvenation restored the strength and flexibility to your roof, meaning fallen branches didn't damage it. Not to mention it makes your roof more water repellent, so snow and rain are even less likely to leak into your home. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax for a safe, effective, and cost-effective alternative to replacing your roof at 303-710-6916. And make sure to mention John Rush at KLZ 560 AM. Metro Pavers has a fantastic opportunity for Class A or B commercial dump truck drivers, offering competitive wages, advancement opportunities, health insurance, paid vacation, and performance bonuses. This is the right company to work for. Qualifications for the job include a valid Class A or B commercial driver's license, a professional attitude, hardworking, and the ability to work overtime as needed. You must be able to pass a DOT physical and have a clean motor vehicle registration over the last three years. Metro Pavers built its reputation as a premier asphalt and paving company that has excelled in the greater Denver metro area for multiple generations. The ideal candidate has good communication skills, accountability and experience, safely loading, unloading and securing equipment. Take advantage of this opportunity by visiting MetroPaversInc.com. That's MetroPaversInc.com. And tell them KLZ sent you. God. Country reason now back to john rush all right we'll take a quick uh segment here i apologize we've got to get back on track i've got another guest joining us at the bottom of the hour author david sokol is going to join us america in perspective talking about president biden what he campaigned on and the fact that not a single thing that he campaigned on has been accomplished question of the day Answer this on the RushToReason.com website by the way friday's answer when held in captivity name the bird that can learn to talk better than parrots i would have never guessed this one the answer is a raven i had no idea ravens could even speak so you learn something new every day on this program today's impossible question answer this out of 10 people how many americans have ice cream in the freezer at all time so one or so you know Blank out of 10 people in America have ice cream in the freezer at all times. And by the way, I'll give you a little hint. It's a higher number than you would think. I was surprised, actually, by this number. So there's a little tip for you. RushToReason.com, of course, is where you can go to answer that. All right, one thing really quick is... uh, I just, I'll talk about this probably a little more with Andy tomorrow because it's in my notes, but I won't get a chance to get to all of this. I'm just going to throw this out there. January 6th, I know a lot of you don't even care or pay attention to it, but I will tell you this. You're not the only ones that don't care. I think only the hardcore communists care about January 6th. The rest of America does not. I think this is another one of those things that they're continuing to push that really... Hey, it has no teeth to it, first of all. Second of all, no one cares. Hi-Fi Plumbing is up next. What they do care about, you all care about, is 
making sure your plumbing works. Coming in, going out, you name it, you got to make sure that all works. And even some of the things you'd like to do accessory-wise, they can help you with all of that as well. Don't forget about the water quality test they can offer you as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning, where uh, he'll help you with all of your future estate planning needs. And make sure you do that because otherwise you leave things a mess after you're gone. 720-394-6887 or find Michael on the website, klzradio.com. Don't let your family go nuts over your stuff. KLZ's Mobile Estate Planner, Michael Bailey, sees it all the time. Just when you'd hope your family members might be sharing fond memories of you after your passing, they suddenly descend into the most infantile arguments, the repercussions of which could last years. Families go a little crazy when a loved one's stuff gets involved. Save your family from themselves. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, today. Make your final wishes clear. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it, and uh, Charlie's getting our next guest roundup. He actually called in and uh, had to jump over, uh, you know, have cell service. And, you know, just really quick, the day and age we live in and still have the crummy cell service we have at times is, in my opinion, almost unforgivable. I, I just don't understand why that is the way it is, but... It is, and it's something that we deal with on air all the time. And, and by the way, for all of you listening, no, there's really no other good, solid alternatives. You, you know, there's everything from Zoom to, you know, some of the other Internet-type streaming things and so on. And, frankly, uh, they all have their issues. Trust me. We, I, I have experience with those on a personal basis, on a routine basis. And there is no perfect, I know, in today's world, still no perfect way to communicate in this world, especially on the radio end of things, unless somebody on the other end has the same equipment or something very similar that we can connect directly to. Jordan Goodman, for example, has some equipment that we use. That may, that's why his quality, by the way, sounds as good as it does. So just a little inside baseball there. Uh, you know, that's one of those things where we still deal with the telephone end of things on a pretty routine basis. And those of you that deal with it on a routine basis know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, real quick, back before we talk to our next guest, back to what I was talking about with January 6th, and somebody commented in and talked about that, plus the whole COVID nonsense that they're pushing right now, which, yes, they're re-pushing that again. Uh, between the two, that's really what they're trying to hang their hat on. Yeah, the abortion thing, but even that, you guys have all seen here of late, 
has really died down as well. And keep in mind, the election's not for, what do we got? The rest of this month, August, September, and October. We're three, you know, three plus months out from the election right now. And these are the things they're still grasping onto as we head into that season. Folks, uh, they're in trouble. I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, potentially even about some of the par- some of the folks on the inside of the Democrat Party and what they think of others. They're now starting to attack one another on a routine basis, which, by the way, is never good inside of a party. It's something that, by the way, as, as conservatives, we're very well known for. The other side, not so much. It's, it's not common that you'll you know, pop out there and see those guys fighting back and forth with, with one another. It just doesn't, doesn't happen that often. But in this particular case, it did. One of you also continues to email me, or, or sorry, text message me, which is fine. I, I enjoy the text messages. We get 307-200-8222. This particular individual thinks that, that I'm way off when I say the earth isn't overpopulated. Folks, it's not. Not anywhere close. In fact, to go along with that, there is a tweet that went out over the weekend. And some of you may remember these things. Some of you may not. When I was a kid growing up, there was going to be the, uh, you know, the, the doom and gloom of the Ice Age. That's what Charlie and I grew up with. Some of you listening even grew up with the same thing. Earth was going to get colder. Get your jacket on because it's going to be awful. And then we went into this whole, well, it's going to be warming to the point where you better, you better figure that out or we're all going to be underwater. I exaggerate a little, but not much, because that's really what they predict. The Earth's going to be overpopulated, can't feed the entire world, can't feed them as it is. Folks, we throw more food away on a routine basis. Go look it up. Tons and tons and tons of food around this world are literally thrown away on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. We are nowhere close to being overpopulated as a world. And the climate predictions that can, can, you know, people continue to make, it's, it's a cult, by the way, the, the climate cult, I call it. Those predictions continue to get made. But this was back in 1989, about uh, June 29, 1989. So go do the math on how many years ago this was. Roughly, what, Charlie, 30-some years ago, 34 years ago, three, 33 years ago. United Nations, a senior U.N. environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000. They only gave themselves 11 years to do that. Well, of course, we've changed a few things since then, but really not much. We're still rolling along like we always have been. And those of you that think, because there are a few of you out there listening that do, that green energy, which it's not, by the way, but those of you that think green energy is the reason why we've slowed some things down, no, no. Newsflash. It's not. It's interesting, too. I'm going to throw this in really quick. It's interesting when you go out to try to find data on how much energy... It takes to build the alternative energy devices. There's no, from what I can see, there's no hard data on it. There's a lot of peripheral data, and they'll make it sound like it's really energy efficient to build said wind farm or build solar farm. 
or make an EV vehicle. But I've yet to find any concrete, backed-up data that says, I'll use an EV for example, I want to know, comparatively speaking, and no, some of you listening, don't give me the study done by the, or you know, the Sierra Club uses a study that was done by a group that says there's only 200 barrels of oil needed to produce one vehicle and that an EV uses about 150 barrels of oil. Problem with that particular study, while it might be a great study, it doesn't factor in everything that it takes to build every part for that particular vehicle. All they're taking into account, which again, I had to do some reading to figure this out, all they're taking into account is what, ha- is what actually happens at the plant itself. All the workers coming and going, all the things happening in the plant, the energy being used, and so on. But nowhere in that study that I could find does it talk about what it takes to bring every single part the just-in-time delivery that all automakers use now. Nowhere does it say what it takes to build every single part in every single car. And then, the other thing I'd like to know is, what does it take once that vehicle leaves the factory? In other words, how much oil does it take to ship it to said dealership? How much does it take for that dealership network to operate? On and on we go. None of which... That data, none of which exists that I can find. And here's why I think it either exists and they'll never tell you or they've never done it is, A, they don't want to know because they already know what the answer is. So they're not going to go do the research to find it out. Because I've said for years, I started this back on Drive Radio some 20 years ago when Priuses started to become popular, where I said back then, if you think you're saving the planet With a Prius, first of all, the planet doesn't need saving by you. Second of all, if you think you're saving the planet by buying a Prius, you could drive the F-250 that gets 10 miles to the gallon you currently own for the rest of your life and not use up what it takes to build that Prius. And again, using my rationale, not what the Sierra Club publishes from some laboratory that did a study on how much oil is used to produce a Prius. I don't care about what it took just on the factory floor. I want to know all of the other ancillary things, including the battery itself, which, yes, a Prius has a battery, not like a full-bore EV, but you guys know what I mean by that. I want to know what all goes in to producing said vehicle, said alternative energy source, by the way, wind, solar, and other, those two being the biggest, of course. My, my gut feeling is, You're not going to see that data. Nobody will release it even if they know because the, the folks that really, how should I say this? The folks that know that are in those industries aren't going to tell. Why? Because if the truth becomes known, their subsidies go away. They're not dumb. Why would they give that information up? Why would the solar industry really tell you how much oil, how much energy it takes to build a solar panel? Why would a wind generator, Vestas here in Colorado, they have, a, they, have a, you know, they have a plant here in Colorado. Why would Vestas tell you how much it actually takes to put a windmill up? They wouldn't. They won't. Why? Because they have a vested interest in keeping that wind farm going. They're not going to tell you how much it takes to build even the generator. Nonetheless, the blades and everything else that it takes to even prop that thing up. They're not going to give you that answer. 
you guys have, around here in the Denver area have even seen when they move the blades around, the blades and the towers around, the amount of equipment, the pilot cars, the semi-truck itself, the amount of ancillary vehicles that it takes to move just one component from point A to point B. Please don't tell me that we're saving the planet by using wind energy. We're not. We're not. And I haven't seen any data yet that would back up and tell me what I'm asking for. There are some folks out there that will give you sort of a synopsis of what they feel it takes to put those things up. But I haven't seen any solid data yet on it. Joe from Jersey, if you're listening, I would love to know your opinion on that because I've yet to see any solid data on what it takes to do some of these quote-unquote alternative energy sources. And I wish we'd stop calling them green because they're about as far from green as it gets. They are expensive, alternative, and unreliable energy sources. Okay? They're not, folks, the same as the other energy sources we have. Coal, oil, natural gas. I don't have to convince most of you listening to that, I know, because you're solid listeners and you get it and you're, you're really, you're educated in the way of life, not educated by a school of thought that a particular cult wants you to think and feel, which I appreciate. But these predictions, going back to the prediction that was in the newspaper on June 29th of 1989, I, I did this, I guess I should have added it to today's note, I didn't think about it, but I did this not that long ago. 50 predictions when it comes to global disaster and climate change, not a one has come true. 50 predictions. And, you know, Dan Muir used to always tell me, and I'll, I'll refer this back to Dan, give him credit. He's always said, Andy says the same thing. That if th that side really believed in all of this disaster, wokeness, why would they buy beachfront property? Why would banks invest in and or loan money on any beach for that matter? They wouldn't is the answer. But you know what? They continue to do so. Why? Because all of this is utter nonsense. We're being played, folks. I've got more on that throughout the show. I'll take a break. We'll come back. I think our ladies from K&R are going to join us. I'm going to talk to them about the real estate market here locally as well here in just a moment. So hang tight, folks. We'll be right back. Up next, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Anything you need around the house, don't forget to ask about the quiet, cool system. But whether it's AC unit that's not cooling correctly, you've got an electrical problem, you want to get something changed on your furnace end of things, the heating side, now is the time to do that, by the way. It's always that thing that, that, that we say, do what you want to do in the off-season, not the heavy side of the season. That's how you save the most money furnaces would be one of those 720-526-0231 or klzradio.com experience the comfort level of a cool breeze with a quiet cool install from absolute electrical heating and air your quiet cool system evens temperatures throughout the house so you don't need to run the ac all day colorado's temperate climate is the ideal environment for this technology because it stays cool in the evening and morning and gets hotter during the day. Your quiet cool system pulls the hot air out through the ventilation in your attic and gives you a lower baseline temperature to work with. 
It's a process called thermal mass cooling. The cool air you feel isn't recirculated. It's fresh, straight from outside. Get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air to take your comfort level to the next level with a cool breeze. Mention this ad when you schedule and receive a $300 rebate. Call Absolute at 720-526-0231 and schedule your quiet, cool install. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, KNR Home Transitions. The ladies are actually here. They're going to join us here in just one minute. In the meantime, if you need them, go to our website, klzradio.com. You have so much equity trapped inside the four walls of your house. With how much your property has appreciated over the years, realtors Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions will help you get creative with your home equity. Think about your home like any other investment. You want to buy low, sell high. Now that your kids have flown the nest, you don't need all that space. In fact, you'd rather not have so many rooms to clean. Imagine what you could do with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Buy an RV to travel the country, living like young at heart vagabonds. Downsize and use the leftover equity as a down payment for your kids, helping them start a new life as homeowners. Buy an investment property to supplement your retirement with rental income. Hire KLZ's real estate team to maximize your sale price with two hands-on realtors for the price of one. Fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. John Rush led his business through four recessions, and he wants to help you not only survive the recession, but also thrive. John helps you run your business smarter, not harder, by making sure your employees are using their time efficiently, planning for the future of your assets, and adjusting your prices to account for inflation. Do it better than your competition, because the alternative is going broke or out of business. Make a profit as a small business owner so you can rise above the rest. John Rush will help you thrive through the recession. Get a head start and get smarter. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. And we are back, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And yes, the ladies join me, K&R, Catherine and Robin. K&R Home Transitions is their business name. You can find them at knrhometransitions.com or easiest way, just go to klzradio.com. So Robin, on my left, I'll start with you. It's a little warm today. It's a beautiful day. Not bad. I'll no, take it. perfect. I'll take it. I think it's a bit melting myself. (laughs) (laughs) A little warm for you, is it? A little warm for the Brit. a little bit too warm. (laughs) It's a little warm, although we're pretty lucky here because we only have, I don't know, six or eight weeks of this at best. We don't have a ton of hot weather. We're pretty fortunate that way. I know. We could be, you know, Arizona where, what is it, like 115 or something yesterday, I want to say. Oh, my gosh. And at least we don't have the bugs, do we? That's really nice. No, we don't have a lot of bugs either. We're pretty fortunate that way. All right. So speaking of real estate, I always want to have you guys on. And, you know, it's one of those things that I watch very closely just to see what's happening, what's going on in the market, where are we headed. I know interest rates have, have changed some things, although I don't know that those changes are all that bad. We needed some how should I say this, sanity. some adjustment. Yes, yeah, some sanity, some adjustment in what was going on anyways. Have they done? Have the interest rate changes done that? Yes. Okay. I think it's bringing it back to more of a normal market of what things were, for sure. But it's a really interesting fact. Um, statistically, last month was the highest month ever in Colorado. They've had deals fall out because of financing. 
So that's an interesting thing that's coming into the forefront now with people. I think they're thinking that maybe their rate is locked, maybe it's not locked, and they're going going under contract. And by the time they're getting towards the closing table, they're like, hold on, we can't afford this. Or they're panicking because it's a lot higher than they thought it was going to be. Hmm. That's good to know. I had I had not heard that, so that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. Okay. And I think we we may- just have a deal at the moment where we were in backup position and we got it because their financing fell through. I see. Which goes goes to that. How should I say this? And not well. Let me ask you this question: As realtors, do you guys, you two, get involved with? Hey, who is the lender? Are we sure all of this is dialed in? Are we going to have any surprises as we get closer? Are those things you guys do? We practically move into the lender's house. Okay. I mean, yeah. yes, we're constant Because the reason I ask that is, to me, getting close to closing and having, Catherine, what you just said happen, yeah, that might have been a communication issue with lender to said buyer. But I, I look at the realtor and say, wait a minute, time out. You're supposed to be the one monitoring this stuff. Why didn't you know this? Yeah, I, I agree. You. I totally agree. I, I vet people. If we get offers, I call their lender. I see what they're, you know, ask them as many questions as I can about the state of their finances. And this brings me to another question, actually. If you are representing a buyer or a buyer going out there, I think a lot of people, when they get qualified, they go to the max of what their qualification is. A lot of them like, oh, I can afford 600, so I'll go and get 600. Really, in this economy, I feel with inflation and all those unexpected things that are coming out at the moment, things are very volatile, very unsure. Probably should be 575 Maybe you should just or so. pull yeah. it back a little bit yeah. and think, okay, I need a bit of wiggle room here, a little bit of a cushion so I'm covered for myself. And please, if you go into contract, don't go out and buy a new car. Oh. Don't have your credit pulled. Don't go and do something like that between <laughs> contract and close. Do not do anything like that at yeah. all. Yeah. Zero and zilch. Exactly. And that's exactly. something that we counsel right from the beginning. Okay. And, you know, we we go to the point where if somebody's making an offer, we have we call the lender, then we have the lender call the selling realtor, and we are on them day after day after day to make sure nothing falls out. Mm. And um, I'll, I'll tell you a, a really good closing story. We had um, the foreclosure property that we had worked on. Mm-hmm. A week before close, a second... Um, foreclosure his first mortgage foreclosed and we couldn't get a payoff the attorneys who represented that mortgage company couldn't get a payoff from their own client and we wanted this to close our client needed to close I went through the corporate directory of the mortgage home office got the senior VP of client experience and I got his attention, told him what our client experience was. We had numbers in an hour. Nice. And even the title company's like, how'd you do that? Yeah, it's called being diligent. Yeah. Good job, by the way. Good job. Yeah. That's, and th- folks, this is what you get when you get Catherine and Robin. I always say two for the price of one, but really, you get very two very experienced individuals with, and ladies, I don't think I'm saying this wrong, two totally different backgrounds. You guys come at this completely from almost opposite ends, but yet come together and bring it together and meld it to the point where it works. Absolutely. We're two plus for the price of one. yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to say it. And what I say by the different backgrounds is each one of you has your own 
experiences that you bring to the table. And let's face it, there's a lot to do in this world. It's not just a one size fits all anymore, is it? No, absolutely. And I think people have to keep in mind as well, once you get under contracts, it's not, oh, just sit back, it's all just like plain sailing. Shoot, no, isn't. that's when the work starts. That's when yes. the work yeah. starts. That's when the due diligence comes in. That's when the background checks come in. That go everything. I mean, it's not even on the financing side. It's on the property, making sure there aren't any liens, there aren't any clowns or title. I mean, so everything. many things that comes right. in. There's no mechanics liens if it's a newer build or something like that, or they've had a recent re renovation on it or something. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but some of what we've experienced as a market up to this point, I'm not so sure a lot of the properties in this past couple of years, especially, have gone through the process you just mentioned. And I'm wondering no. what repercussions in the next year or two or three or five mm -hmm. are we going to have from some of what you just oh, said? Waived inspections is going to be a biggie. I you think know, so just too. wanted to get in the house. And I think because people were waiving inspections and just going wild, they were selling anything. You know, let me get this lemon off my hands. I agree. I agree with that. I think you guys are, again, you're spot on. I, 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 partly why I don't mind having things come back to some normalcy because that needs to happen for the protection of, I think, everybody. I, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. But what, what's also interesting, though, is for the buyers now, inventory is out there. And there are still people, they have to move. They, mm -hmm. For sure. some reason, they have to sell their home. And they're going to do yep, it. They're being transferred. And life has changed. They're upsizing. They're downsizing. The kids are all, I mean, things happen in life. And yeah. they're still going to make some mm -hmm. of those changes. And I'll be the first to say it. Just because we have a little bit higher rate right now, that shouldn't stop you from making a change in your life that's going to benefit you in the end. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Especially all those renters out there who think that, oh, it's a bit, bit too high. I can't afford it. Well, if you think you rent's see, going down, it's no, for you. Exactly. I mean, you're paying, if you're paying over $2,000 in rent on something, you should really think about buying. There because are great you're, you're programs out there. You're paying for someone else. Exactly. exactly. If, if you're paying your own, you're paying your own, into your own investment, basically. And there are so many great programs out there. First time home buyer programs and things. I mean, give us a call. We can go through you, put you in touch with great lenders who specialize in different areas in these, in these fields that can give you the correct information to make good decisions. And I think there is no better definition of the cost of waiting than there is right now. Because people, I, as Kat said, I don't want to get in, it's too much. Well, guess what? It's going to get more and more expensive, and all those price increases could be equity for you. I, I know a lot of folks out there listening have a lot of respect for Dave Ramsey. I do as well. I don't necessarily agree with everything Dave says, but I did play something the other day right before one of your ads where Dave basically came out and said, to your point, Catherine, if you're renting, buy. If you're waiting for houses to get cheaper, they're not. They're you not. might see some tapering off and some leveling out in some areas, but if you're looking for this big, huge deduction in prices, keep you're, you're going to be waiting a really long time because it's not happening. Houses yeah. are still, with inflation especially, they're still going to appreciate, so you might as well get in. And yeah. the other thing is people have to look at the big picture because if you're paying rent, you pay rent, the money is gone. If you're paying a mortgage, a big component of that is mortgage interest, which you deduct. So when, when you look at what your, your mortgage is, True. think about your actual cost is maybe 75% of that because you're, you're writing off the rest of it. So people have to really understand that big picture. I, I, thank you. And that's one thing I don't really mention a lot. 
mainly because I'm still a, a guy that believes in buying a home for buying a home. Yes, if you get a great tax deduction out of it, that's fine. But if there's other ways to make money on it and or use it as an investment at the end of the day, great. You're correct, though, Robin. The, the tax advantages over renting, as Catherine said a moment ago, are really huge. All right. How do folks get a hold of you? What's the best way to do this? Give us a call, 720-437-8210. And as you said earlier, just look on the KLZ website or Easy. go to knrhometransitions.com. You're the only guys, gals, I should say, on the website, so it makes it really, really easy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ladies, thank you. It's, it's always a joy having you. You give us a great update on literally a monthly basis, and I, I really appreciate it. And again, folks, as they both said, don't be afraid to make a move just because of all of the hype that's out there talk to these gals there's always deals and things that are out there that you can have but you can't if you never pursue it right absolutely and talk to professionals who are connected with great lenders i mean we have great lenders i know you have a great lender yep, as we well do. john and uh you know just make sure that they're, they're qualified professional people who's really going to look at your you know financial picture to make sure you are more. qualified to go forward because there's nothing right. more upsetting than you have you're under contract and you can't close That's because right. the financing falls through right. i mean how devastating is that people have probably given their notice for rentals and all sorts of other things and then yep. they're they're in a world of hurt KNR again, KNR Home Transitions. Find them at klzradio.com. American National Insurance, once you buy that home, you have to have it insured. I've got a great, uh, my own personal agent can help you with that. They've got a great rebate program as well to really help you save money, but they can insure pretty much anything. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance will get to know you. A computer can't know you personally, but Paul will. As an insurance agent, he'll work hard to make sure that you aren't underinsured. When it comes to classic or higher-valued cars and trucks, Paul incorporates declared value, which accounts for the added value that you put into your car or truck. After all, it's your hard-earned dollars that have been invested, so be certain you'll be financially whole again if a crisis occurs. When you buy insurance from the Internet, not a person, you don't get that immediate feeling of relief. You go online and plug in different things so that a calculator can spit out a price. You'll typically get state minimums for liability insurance, and you won't get it tailored to your specific needs. You'll probably end up talking to multiple agents who you won't speak to again. Work with Paul every time. For personalized, honest insurance, call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, along the lines of what we were just talking about with the lady, CEO Steve Beeman's going to join us here at the top of the hour. We're going to talk about inflation, the fact that it's there, that it's rising, and how has the government failed us in that area as well. They say it's 9.1. Actually, folks, it's a lot higher than that. And again, talking to the ladies here, your home is still one of your biggest investments you can have. So we'll be right back. Hour number two is next. If you missed any of this first hour, catch it between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight and also find that episode on RushToReason.com. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.